Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. Hello, you wonderful lot. And how the devil are you? Um, This week is um, International Stress Awareness Week. So I decided I was going to talk about, yeah, you guessed it, stress. Um, It's a solo episode, so you just have me for the duration. Um, One in six children aged five to 16 were identified as having a probable mental health problem um, in July 2020, according to Young Minds. That was sort of over a year ago. And um, you wonder what the situation is now, don't you? Um, Basically, because our kids are I say just coming through the COVID sort of situation. We're not really, because actually this is when the work starts. This is when we have to roll up our sleeves and start addressing the long-term impact that um, COVID has had, that having lockdown has had, missing out on everything has had on not only ourselves, but on our kids. The problem is, and here's another statistic for you, one in three m- one in three mental health problems in adulthood are directly connected to an adverse childhood experience, commonly known as an ACE. Um, So if you think that our population, the world's population, has for the best part of 18 months um, been sort of battered with COVID, that's for, for many a big traumatic event. So we're going to have to hold our breath here because we don't actually know the long-term impact that COVID's had. And so without wanting to do doom and gloom, what I want to do is try and encourage you to start addressing COVID as a long-term stressor. Um, and I mean, you know, that that's just sort of one of the issues that um, I'm going to be discussing. But let's not just um, sort of I can't even think of the word, minimise the, the the impact that it's had. I mean, a lot of us are sort of saying, oh, my gosh, you know, we're, sort of, we're out of it now. And I really don't believe we are. But let's just go back and talk about stress. What is stress for, for you know, for, let's get a sort of definition of it, first of all. Well, it's basically the body's reaction to feeling threatened or under pressure. So it's it's how we deal with that threat of as i keep on going back you know sort of to our primitive brain to that saber-toothed tiger that thing that is threatening our safety and our well-being and um i just wanted i do do also want to stress however that not all stress is bad I mean, the very fact that it's our body alerting us and our mind and body alerting us to a possible threat, stress is therefore a good thing. It's something that 
potentially keeps us alive. It still keeps us free from that saber-toothed tiger. It stops you walking under a number 74 bus. It tells you not to put your hand in the flame. You know, our, our body is a hugely sophisticated sort of, um, sort of mechanism that has many triggers and many responses to keep it safe. So not all stress is bad. But I think the thing is, is what's happened is that we have become normalized to the warning signals to the point that we seem to ignore them. And when we ignore those warning signals, that's when sort of, you know, the cracks begin to show. So what is, you know, I've, I've described stress, but it manis, manifests itself in sort of three different ways. There is emotional stress, which, as we know, would be panic attacks, anxiety, depression, that, that you know, that sort of stuff. The stuff that is affecting our mental health. There's physical stress, which is the way our body sort of shows us that something is wrong. So it could be nausea, stomach upsets, chest pain, muscle tension, headaches, you know, rising blood pressure, hyperventilating, all that sort of stuff, which is basically the body going, uh-uh, mate, we're in trouble here. We need to do something about it. And then there's also the mental stress, which sort of affects our behavior. So it's the um, interrupted sleep, the lack of concentration, the um, change in eating patterns, um, massive moods, well, not always massive, but mood swings, um, lack of focus, which can sort of lead to our behavior sort of being changed. So we could sort of, you know, lean on booze a bit more or substance misuse or more anger and conflict at home or in the workplace. It's worth mentioning here that, um, the, you know, the, the, there's a difference between the long-term stress and the short, short-term short stress, commonly known as prolonged or acute, respectively. Um, long-term stress is, if we use, you know, health is a great one. Maybe someone is um, having to manage allergies, you know, maybe a severe peanut allergy or something like that, where um, they are living with this on a daily basis. There, there are other, you know, the, the list can be as long as your arm, but we can have work-related stress. We can have, as I said, health sort of stress, stresses. Um, relationships, or if you're going through divorce, you know, sometimes um, relationship breakdowns can be quite prolonged, and that would have a huge impact in our on our well-being. Um, bereavement, war, uh, so, so many different things, or all... Uh, financial issues or all, all, all having a long-term impact in um, our sort of day-to-day operations but the, there is also there are also sort of short-term stresses which are a bit more sort of fight or flighty if you know what I mean they're a bit more sort of quick react to it you know sort of a, and then move on so it could be an argument it could be you know when you sort of have a near miss in a car or a bit of road rage or something you know it's it's fairly it's not very prolonged it's fairly short term um maybe um uh if you're going into a meeting or if you're having to do a presentation or whatever it is, it's these sort of things which um, the, the acute stressors, which are sort of, you know, it's a quick sort of, um, you know, a, a blip. And then and then you manage to sort of regulate and sort of get over it and sort of move on. Um, but it's it's 
and and this is where COVID initially, you know, and it's probably if you sort of think about it, well, the first lockdown, oh, it was a bit of a novelty and it was fine, but it dragged on and on and on. And, and you know, 18 months later, this is a great example of the long-term stress that many of us have. I mean, not, not everyone, but some of us have, have, you know, sort of loved the change in pace and, and what COVID, um, you know, sort of has offered them in in sort of changing the way they operate but for a lot of us covid has had a really long term impact because you know for, for it's been it's been going on for 18 months for goodness sake and even though now we've got the vaccine and th- there is still it's still having an impact and it's still you know it is now it is now sort of being being sort of classed as yeah a long term stressor um that aside there are you know there are things that we with stress there are things we can there are many stresses that we can manage and do something about and there are many that we can't and we have to learn to negotiate those um you know sort of throughout our lives but there are you know the 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 stresses or the stresses that we can do something about are um easier to manage because they they are within our control we can change our behavior we can do something with them um you know for for argument's sake you know i i find the media hugely stressful it annoys the heck out of me and um whilst i can't actually change what they are saying I can change the fact whether or not I let them into my radar. So I don't read papers and I don't um, listen to the news any longer. Why? Because it stresses the heck out. It stresses me the heck out, and I don't want to have that bombarding me on a daily basis. So that is an external factor, but I can actually do something about it. Um, there are other factors that you know we might not be able to do so much about, but we can learn to manage. As I said, a, a, the good example here would be something like a peanut allergy. Um, but it, it's it's learning how you can negotiate to minimize negotiate these stresses so that you can minimize the impact that they have on you. And the reason why I'm bringing this up today is because I think it's hugely important that we need to teach our kids how to do this how to, um, we need to support them through their own stresses. And we'll tap on a a bit of those in a minute. But we need to, you know, so we need to support our kids as parents, but we also need to build their emotional resilience to show them how best they can navigate these internal and external stresses, these these factors that are affecting their well-being and how they can best manage them. Okay, so first off, how can you tell if your child is being impacted? How can you ch- tell if your child is struggling? And needless to say, all these signs are transferable for yourself. So, you know, we, as a parent, you need to be able to be on your A game um, because we know what happens when you too are struggling. So, um, you know, how can you tell if, if someone is being affected by stress? Well, if you know them well, um, and if you are in sort of you know constant contact with them or regular contact, have an eye out, eye out for their behaviour. Watch them, see how their behaviour is changing. Um, it, it's it's a great sign, you know. You, especially your kids, you know your kids, you know, you know sort of what their likes are, what their dislikes are, what you know how they operate. So if there is a change in their behaviour, 
then that is likely to be a red flag. Now, that could include, you know, more anger, more emotional outbursts, more meltdowns. Um, you know, they are they losing it? Are they, are they on a short fuse? Because that's something to watch out for. Also, on the flip side of that, are they quieter? Are they hiding away more? Is there more social withdrawal? Maybe they don't want to interact with their friends so much. Maybe they don't want to go out with family so much. You know, is is are they sort of isolating themselves as it you know and trying to protect themselves um because when we feel vulnerable many of us myself included i lift the drawbridge and i go uh -uh, no one else is coming in thanks very much which is uh, uh, my way of self-preservation not i'm not saying it's the healthiest way but when i feel vulnerable i don't want to i won't let anyone in so just keep an eye out and sort of see in your sort of child's sort of behavior are, are their anxiety levels higher are they you know, having arguments. Are they talking a little bit less about their friends? Are they, you know, are they sort of just not as involved? Um, maybe their self-talk, maybe how they sort of view themselves has, has sort of um, changed. And, you know, I, I, I'm to this or I'm to that or what's the point? Or I mean, I know many kids I am speaking to at the minute feel that, the future is really not a very nice place to sort of, you know, to, to look at. It's, you know, so, some are sort of terrified about their health and what happens with COVID and are we all going to die or whatever it is. And others are going, do you know what? I can't handle the, you know, I, I don't even want to think about our planet and, and how we're killing it. And, and others are worried about the people that are managing the country. So, you know, the, a lot of kids are looking at their future with a degree of despondency. So it's just worth looking and bearing in mind what's going on on their radar and in, the, in their environment. So, okay, yeah, thanks, Kai, doom and gloom. What do we do? How do we help our kids? How do we help our kids manage their stress levels? How can we help our kids um, build the resilience that they need? Right, okay, well, let's kick off. Number one. And it's about you, actually. It's it's about you being the role model that you need to be. Um, if you're sitting there and sort of, oh, my gosh, isn't it? We're walking to hell in a handcart or, you know, life's so sort of miserable or, or whatever it is, or I just can't cope with the stresses or I'm up to my ears in debt or I can't stand your father because we're going to divorce or whatever. I mean, if you are, if you are, showing signs your own signs of stress too much is going to it's going to rub off on the kids you know in fact um our kids are, are even and, and actually just be mindful even if you're trying to shield them from all this um it's it's you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't a bit but if you try and shield them from too much and and keep them in the dark they'll they know that something's up so it's it's a matter of it's that tightrope of being the role model of not keeping your child in the dark, but not sharing too much. And, and it's all age appropriate. You know, you for, for a sort of 10-year-old, you share more with a 10, no, less with a 10-year-old than you would with an 18-year-old, for example. Um, but it's just, I guess, being, being the person that you want your child to model, really. So if you know that you are, you get quite stressed and you sort of um, lose it or go off at the you know at the deep end. Just be mindful of that and pull yourself away from um, just sort of your your own meltdowns in front of your kids. And it's important just 
yeah, to model the behavior that you want your child to see. So just try and maybe just be mindful of that because they will be watching you like a hawk. Um, there's lots of sort of physical stuff that we can sort of look at. Um, feed your children well and make sure, you know, um, I, I, I've had a young lad who um, was drinking a lot of energy drinks and um, it really affected him and you know his he was on high alert even more and 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 was having panic attacks because he was really struggling because he didn't realize that the impact that a lot of these new energy drinks you know it's not just diet cake parents there's there's a hell of a lot more out there that on the on a young child's mind and heart for for that matter you know it, it bumps the heart rate up and and they really struggle so make sure that our your kids are well hydrated make sure they are well fed um, where possible, I know, I know, you know, avoiding the, the sort of processed foods, but a balanced diet and making sure they get all the sort of right fuel in their body can make a huge impact because it means that their body is functioning better. So less sugar and less caffeine or, you know, and sort of carbonated stuff. It really does make a difference. So feed them well. Um this is all higgledy-piggledy, you know, it, it, it sort of doesn't flow, but uh, you're going to get the gist. But if your child is struggling, um, a, a, lo a lot of the kids um, have struggled, you know, they struggled throughout COVID with the, everyone's been telling me for years and years and years that I need an education and now someone's just blimmin' well pulled the plug and we can't even get to school. You know, so it's hard. It's hard for our kids to you know, that, that even that stress is through, hang on a minute, you, you've told me for years and years and years that I have to do this. And now you're saying I can't, um, you know, like I, and, and I need to get my GCSEs and I need to get my A-levels. And then you're saying it's all changed. What, what's, what is this story? So I think the thing is, is to help our kids plan. We need routine. We know that. Um, we are creatures of habit, and when we when we have routine, um, our, our sort of unconscious mind, especially the the amygdala, it feels more settled. Um, routine is uh, hugely important. We our, our minds don't like uncertainty. Hello, COVID, for flip's sake. So no wonder we've all been on high alert. No wonder we've you know we we, we are struggling with the impact of long term stress because we don't know. We we you know sort of. For, for a very long time, you know, especially with pre-vaccine, we didn't know what was going on and we didn't know how long this was going to last. Um, we still don't to an, ex an extent, but at least there is, we're beginning to get sort of some sort of, I, I can't say certainty, but maybe sort of direction. And, and so kids need that as well. They need to feel supported. They need to feel as though life is becoming slightly more predictable again. <laughs> that said, I mean, come on, you know, we never know what the future holds anyway, do we? You know, you, you hear that a lot. But I think it's just helping your, helping plan um, and and um, sort of, you know, understand that you, you can have a sort of slightly more planned out life. Now, that could be helping your child with time management. It could be helping them... Um, understand, you know, sort of how to manage their homework. From your point of view, I mean, you know, making sure that um, you, you, you can sort of have maybe, I don't know, the, the way I do it is on a Sunday night is I sort of sit down and I look at my sort of my week and um, 
yes, my diary has sort of, you know, all the dates planned, but every Sunday I look at um, my my week coming and I sort of look at it literally on an, a slot by slot basis, an hourly basis. And I go, oh, great. Well, look, I've got two hours there or I've got sort of half a day here or, oh, flip, I've got absolutely nothing on, you know, free on Wednesday. But it's, it's, it's helping you predict what's available because when you find the little pockets of space, you're going to be able to use those to your benefits of later on. So just acknowledge what's going on and start planning and help your child understand that, well, okay, they might find morning stressful. Well, get your uniform out in time or make sure you're sort of, you know, you, you've, you've done all your homework diary from the night in the night before and all this sort of stuff so that if you know that there are various triggers, it helps your, you, helps it helps the morning routine, doesn't it? But it helps you and your child know how to deal with all that. Um, again, offer support. If, if you can see them struggling, see, see if you can offer them support. But, and, and it might be from you, it might be from someone else. Um, and, a, and a big one, a big one through, you know, support is, yes, there's the practical stuff The well, you know, I'll show you how to manage your time better, or I can show you how to you know, sort of, or we'll, you know, I'll show you how to use the laundry or whatever it is, just, you know, getting them back in control. But another big one is talking. Um, Young Minds did a, a survey and they actually said that 60, throughout COVID, 60% of young people said that they felt bet- better speaking, 65% felt better speaking to their friends. Um, And so if your child is withdrawing, then that's really worth bearing in mind because their little support network is getting smaller. Um, 35% of those kids' um, questions said that they really benefited from chatting to their family. Hmm. Sadly, not so much as chatting to their mates, but that's the way the teenage mind works, isn't it? They don't really want to have so much to do with us. But I tell you what is massive is they might not open up to you, but even the very fact that you are there, even the very fact that you are the constant, that you are the the, the steady captain of their ship, you know, it, it makes a massive difference. They won't thank you for it and they probably won't even acknowledge it. But Actually, knowing that you're there at, for them and you are, you know, you are their sort of their go to if they need it, it, they probably say, Oh my God, it's the last resort. But even just knowing that sort of, you know, parents and, fa- and friends and family are there has a massive impact on our, on our child's um, well being. Um, help them to relax. And this is where the pockets of, of, you know, space come on when you, you know, if you're doing what I did and have a look on Sunday and go, oh, my gosh, well, look, we've got that afternoon free or we've got this, you know, or next weekend. Why don't we do something fun? You know, it's it's help them to relax, help them to have downtime. It is so, so important, um, you know, having time out. And and yeah, even if they're sort of coming up to sort of studying for exams or stuff like that, it is imperative that it's not, oh, you've got to go back and do an extra hour. You weren't very, you know, you, it, it's just not fair. And our kids need to be able to chill uh, and, and and actually just realise that, you know, grades aren't will not define them. It's not the be all and the end all. Yes, an education is important. But I tell you what, if your child's mental health is, is, is compromised, you won't give a stuff if they get a B grade or a C grade, seriously. Um, says the mum speaking from experience. 
So, you know, help them relax, help them take time out. And that that's not just sitting on their phone scrolling. See if you can get sort of other stuff and get that balance um, so they have downtime from screens as well. Um, encourage exercise. Yeah, we need it. Um, 55, interestingly, 55% of those kids um, uh, questioned on, on the Young Minds um, survey, 55% said that getting out into nature and exercising really, really helped them. Wow, no wonder. Yeah, okay, we know. Um, it, exercise gets the blood pumping. Exercise gets the endorphins going. It lowers the cortisol rate. Um, and it, it boosts serotonin and oxytocin and all those wonderful feel-good hormones. It, it sort of increases the oxygen levels in the blood. It's all those things so that the oxygenated blood is pumping to all, you know, to, to, to all the right organs and, and we are sort of start feeling less lethargic. So... Always, if you can, encourage exercise. And it doesn't have to be, you know, pumping weights. It can be, There's a myriad of other things that they can do. Um, and this is how Joe Wicks got us through, wasn't it? Was um, he, he helped, helped many sort of families um, exercise throughout COVID and, and, and many people really reap the benefits. Um, help your child. Yeah, throw in some treats. I mean, yeah, we've sort of said at the downtime and the relaxing time, but let's have fun. Let's, you know, sort of whether or not it's it's taking time out from the stresses of the day. Um, and, and it could be baking. It could be, again, going for a walk. It could be lying. It could be days out. It could be family movie night. It could be making pizzas, um, you know, which hell of a lot healthier than grabbing a Domino's. Um, but, you know, it's just it's just doing the things that show our kids that life is worth celebrating, because I remember at the ripe old age of 11, I was taking Jack through his first day at secondary school and he was in the car and he looked fairly despondent. I went, come on, mate, this is, you know, this is quite cool. And I said, this is it. And he went, yeah, yeah, this is it, isn't it? And I went, well, what's wrong? And he went, this, he said, I've got school, GCSEs, A-levels, university, job. And I thought, oh, my God. I mean, let's not look at life like that. Thank you very much. So we need to show our children that life is for celebrating. Life is messy. Life is wonderful. But life has so much fun thrown in. It sh our life shouldn't be revolving around grades, exams and work. It really shouldn't. And I think this is one of the benefits of COVID is that it's proven to us that actually we are not reliant so much on exams. We are not so reliant on that awful nine to five and the commute and everything else. And the fact that we can actually change our day around a bit and we can work from home and we can do lots of other things and we can have all that fun. And actually, it's the simple things in life. Um, that are the fun things, but it's it, when when we feel stressed, we forget this, and we we focus too much on 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 the things that are bringing us down. So have the treats, have the fun, have the excitement and the adventure. Um, we've booked a holiday. Um, it's what it's October at the minute. We've booked a holiday in um, March. And we're going to Whistler, which we haven't been. We used used to try and go once a year for skiing. It's basically it's where 
My Heart Belongs. I've learned that having been there enough times. And we booked that. And I just got a message from my darling daughter, Ali, um, this morning. And she said, you don't realise. She said, I was going to work today and I saw a, a jet stream trail, you know, from an aeroplane. And she said, I am so excited that we are, we've booked a holiday. And, you know, that's six months away. But it's how wonderful, you know, so it's build those things in. And yes, they can be big trips, you know, and holidays planned, or they can be the small things to look forward to, um, you know, and, and my my son's got um, just recently got a dog um, and she, she's a rescue dog. And, you know, he still comes in from work each day knowing he is going to have um, you know, that little face appearing at, up at him and, 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 you know, he's he's just looking forward to getting in from work each day so he, he can sort of see his, his little puppy dog. And, yeah, he's now going to have to walk out two or three times a day at the minute and that's great and, and, you know, so we're building an exercise there. So it's just finding those things. Um, it's finding those things that just give us perspective and make us feel happy about life really it's bringing the joy back isn't it um another thing sleep 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 massive um especially when we are stressed we we ha- our, our body has been on high alert flight fight or flight constantly um especially with long term um you know and this is this is the problem is the fact that we are normalizing stress so much that we are you know, we we are just sort of accepting that this is the way we operate, that we are on fight or flight the whole time. Oh, my goodness. How ridiculous is that? And, but the point is, it's absolutely blimmin' exhausting because our body is acting on high alert the whole time. And so we are knackered. Now, in times of non-stress, adults need seven to eight hours sleep and, kid, and teens need nine to ten hours sleep. In stressful situations, that might be even more so if your child is coming in and collapsing in a heap and having a snooze allow it to happen if they are wanting to sort of you know if if they are needing downtime and needing a lie-in they need that so at weekends and you know sort of half terms and holidays just don't be the ogre don't be the fun sponge your child biologically needs sleep so it's it's important that we Acknowledge that. Now, another thing I say when I, I talk about um, stress is the importance of worrying smartly. What the heck does that mean, Kai? Well, think of it this way. If you can do something about the situation, then there's no need to worry. You just do it. If you can't do anything about a situation, well, let's face it, what's the blimmin' point in worrying? So have a think about that. And, you know, there are many things that are outside our control. Yeah, as I said earlier, the media, what can I do about it? Well, you just blimmin' well switch it off. Oh, okay, that's cool. But, you know, and there are many things that you can't, you know, you can't or shouldn't react to. Anyone that follows me knows that I have a, a formula called E plus R equals O, E being the event. And that could be COVID, that could be a shitty boss, that could be, um, you know, sort of being bullied at school, that could be, I don't know, dropping something on your toe or whatever it is. You know, that the E is the event that is happening to you. 
Now, R is your response to that event. And your response equals the O, which is the outcome. So there are some things that you can respond to and you, you know, and you can respond to either well or badly, but that that then determines the outcome. And then there are other things that you sort of are struggling to respond to. So it's really acknowledging that and taking responsibility and ergo, you know, sort of worrying smartly is that if you can't do anything about it, then just park it. There's There's nothing that you can do. Um, but if you can do something about it, then act positively, take action and um, help yourself get out of a rubbish situation. So it's a matter of, it's, I guess you can look at it another way and sort of saying it's a matter of facing your fears. And it's like, well, you know, because many of us put our fingers in our ears and go, la, 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 I don't want to talk about this. No, 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 it's far too stressful, don't want to know. And actually, the more you ignore stuff, um, the, the the worse it's likely to get. Uh, so it these things t- have a habit of not going away. So if we face our fears, well, I know from experience that when I actually face my fears and go, come on then, love, what is the worst that can happen? That actually invariably the magnitude of those fears start dis- dissolving because it's sort of when you start facing your fears and worrying a bit more smartly, you are taking back control. And I think a lot of the, the stress is, well, I can't do anything about it. What happens if? And it's, it's totally out of my hands. And actually, the event might be out of your hand, hands, but how you react to it is totally within your control. So it is well worth looking at it that way and thinking, oh, here goes E plus R equals O. What am I going to do? How am I going to act differently so that I can get the outcome that I'm looking for. And I think it's worth mentioning here that, you know, what what uh, what sort of makes some of one person fearful might not make someone else fearful. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I mean, I always use this example, but it's public speaking. Some people love it, some people hate it, but it is one of the biggest fears. It's also a bit like spiders or flying. I mean, you know, sort of some people, it sends, sends them into an absolute spin and other people, it doesn't really bother them. I mean, clearly my darling daughter can't wait to get onto a plane and, and you know, sort of head off to a skiing holiday. Um, and so the thing is, is that it's acknowledging, well, you know, what stresses you might not stress others and vice versa. And so if we're thinking about your teen, um, you know, sort of just ha- have a have a sort of think about the things that are stressing them. Um, you might not even be aware of some of the things, you know, I mean, OK, school and, and grades has been is always a big flag for kids. And it's always, um, you know, a, 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 it's a big stressor but other things like their sort of school responsibilities i mean you know it, it's sort of um it could be the responsibilities that they are holding i don't know as team captain or head of house or whatever and you, I, I mean i know they don't have them now but i remember when i was made milk monitor for one week at the ripe old age of i think seven it absolutely terrified me because i suddenly thought oh my goodness i have the responsibility of getting breakout to these to my friends and i've got to do it efficiently and in time well i mean okay it's no biggie, but I tell you what, for that whole week as milk monitor, it really stressed me. So, you know, it's it's worth sort of working out friendship issues. And and we all know that girls can be grotty and, you know, they, they can be really unkind to one another. Um, 
And so it's acknowledging that and helping our kids through the friendship issues that they're having because their tribe is hugely important to them. Um, okay, it fingers in ears time, parents, but when your child is becoming sexually active, that is a massive stressor. Um, you know, so should they or shouldn't they? And what should they do? And, and, and um, you know, how far do they have to go? And are they under pressure to do X, Y and Z? And it's it's hard for kids and um, it being able to acknowledge that and be there to support them. And, and you know, it's the, the, the putting your head in the sand ain't going to help. Um, but it's being there and sort of supporting them and looking after them. Um, other factors that affect them, I mean, as I said right at the top, it be, being that role model for them. But if your family is sort of struggling with financial issues or maybe substance issues or is it an unsafe home environment or, you know, whatever, your kids will be impacted by that. Um, your kids will be impacted by... Uh, they will be the, by the state of the planet, the state of the country, the state of, you know, it, all of this. If they are listening to the media, God help them. Um, me as a 57-year-old adult didn't want to listen to it. So our kids, many of them are very vulnerable and, and f hear, hear um, what the media is saying, Many of, much of which is sort of sensationalized. But it, it paints a bad picture about the sort of world we're in. So it's acknowledging that and maybe not putting our child sort of in the firing line of having to listen to all that negativity. Um, again, you know, what, are, what uh, we've touched on a bit of this, but what's their self-talk? What are they saying to themselves? Because um, sometimes it's just that, you know, they need to support to realise that they're pretty damn cool and they're coping well. Okay, Kai, right. Help me help my child. Yes, I'm going to make them sleep more. Yes, I'm going to give them treats. Yes, I'm going to help them with organisation. But what happens if they are visibly stressed? What happens if they are going through a meltdown? I don't know what to do. Well, there are many, many coping strategies. Um, one, one massive one, which um, you know, is 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 a sort of it's it's a mindset change more than anything else. Do me a favour, you, your family, whoever, ditch perfectionism. Oh my goodness. Um, you don't have to be perfect and you don't have to get all the A stars and the sort of 99, 100%. It's, you just don't have to do it. Great. If you can do and you want to, knock yourself out. But please, let's just remove perfectionism from, from anyone's agenda because it's, an, it, it, it's a massive, it's a massive stressor. Um, so coping strategies. Well, there are, um, I've, I've got so many different exercises i don't know where to start um kygram.com forward slash here we go box breathing kygram.com forward slash grounding kygram.com forward slash mm, i think self-doubt um five four three two one i mean there's loads uh, just you know it, um I, i'll put them all in the show notes but really what we're trying to do is we are trying to help our child put the brakes. We're trying to help them put the brakes on the chaos that's going on in their head. So I'm going to give you a one minute moment. Okay. This is something that will um, box breathing always. So kygram.com forward slash box breathing, um, all one word gets you out of, um, you know, sort of untold chaos in your head. But this one minute moment, it gets you out of a pickle. 
Um, especially when the oh no Kai come on you can't give me sort of too much to do I don't have the time or you know you're sitting in class or in work and you just sort of your mind's just going bonkers or you're sitting on the bus and you don't want to draw attention to yourself whatever it is <sighs> calm down here's the one minute moment okay share this with your kids just pay attention to your breathing don't do anything just pay attention to your breathing how is it is it fast is it slow? Is it interrupted? Did you suddenly realise you've been holding your breath? What was that? Oh, God, yeah. Sometimes we just go all tense and hunched and, and, and you know, panic. But pay attention to your breathing, what's going on. Pay attention to your body. Where do you feel all this? Where do you feel this tension? Where do you feel this fear? Where is it? Now, you can do this with your eyes shut or with your eyes open. It's totally up to you. But notice, notice your breath. And notice your body. Maybe you've just realised, oh, crikey, I've got clenched fists, or my shoulders are all hunched up, or I'm just, I've just frozen and I've stopped walking. Whatever it is, just notice what was going on. Now, if you can locate that, what colour is it? What colour is all that tension? Could be an angry red. I don't know. I don't, know. don't want to put words into your mouth because it could be white for all I know, blind, raged, who knows? But find out what that colour is. It could be sludgy green, it could be, you know, doesn't matter. But find out where it is in your body and what colour it is. Because we're going to get rid of it, okay? Now, I want you to start thinking, how do I want to feel? I want to feel calm, I want to feel relaxed, I want to feel confident, I want to feel peaceful, I want to feel in control. I want to, what do you want to feel? What do you want to feel? Okay. Let's do that. What colour? What colour is that new feeling going to be? How, how do you want it to feel? And I don't care. Rose pink, calming green. Whatever it is, doesn't really matter. Some kids, oh, I want mine with sparkles. Knock yourself out. Whatever it is, find out that new colour that you want. And let's get hold of your breath. Not hold it, but let's concentrate on it now. We're going to regulate your breathing. So I want you to breathe in, okay? And whilst you're breathing in slowly, it can be for a count of four, five, six, if you fancy, but just breathe in that new colour. Breathe in that new colour that you want and direct it to where the old colour is. So if you're feeling sort of, I don't know, blind rage in your head, maybe let's do pink and red. Breathe in that sort of calm and confident pink. And breathe out that fiery red from your head. And breathe in the pink. And replace that red as you breathe it out. And keep going. Keep going to wherever this old colour was. Maybe you had that sort of, I don't know, churned up sort of navy blue in your stomach and you were feeling all tight and congested or whatever it was and you want to get rid of that feeling of nausea from your stomach and you're going to replace it with the peaceful blue, peaceful sky blue, whatever it is, peaceful yellow, who cares, happy yellow. Maybe just do that. Breathe out that navy blue from your stomach. Okay? And breathe in that happy feeling and take it right deep, deep into your stomach and just replace. And what you'll start finding is that the old sort of tense, stressy colour is dissolving and it's disappearing. Okay? 
and it's disappearing and you're replacing it. You don't want to keep a void. That's why we replace it with someone. If you've got a void, the colour might come back again. So let's just replace that stressy colour with a calm and relaxing colour. Okay? It's called Colour Me Beautiful. Okay, so um, that, um, that exercise is in one of my courses. And throughout stress, um, well, this is Stress Awareness Week, but let's just say throughout the month of November, um, I'm going to offer the course kygrome.com forward slash breathe. Um, I'm going to offer it at 65% off. So um, it's about 45 quid. So, And what this course does, it's an online course, um, it's really fast. It, it'll help you and your kids sort through um, a lot of the big emotions and um, it'll help you get on top of your stressors so if you use the coupon code stress um then you get 65 percent off which can't be bad so that's probably a good place to stop really but um i just you know any questions give me a shout but it's just it's just being aware of what we are all going through and it's it's just let's not underestimate um even though we're coming out the other end of sort of covid to an extent this is where, as I said right at the beginning, this is where we are going to need to roll up our sleeves and make sure that the long-term impacts are lessened as much as possible. Um, and, you know, the, the, my, my course, but also a lot of the advice I have given here is going to help you um, and your child. So with that, I'm sending you much, much love and I'll speak to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you found this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child. And we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. (laughs) Because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.